welcome to another episode of Thinking Like a Bank, where we show you how to think like a bank by applying the same strategies and principles that banks use to help you find more financial freedom in your life. I'm your host, Sarah Ibrahim. Usually, we have a special guest on this podcast who talks about all types of creative financial strategies. However, this is going to be my first solo podcast episode, so it's just me today. I'd like to keep you in the loop on what's going on. As you may know, one of our primary principles that we talk about on our podcast, Thinking Like a Bank, is the use of the bank on yourself concept. More specifically, the use of a properly designed cash value whole life insurance policy to be used for saving purposes, investment purposes, retirement pretty much anything you want to use to protect your wealth. I want to take a deeper dive today and explain a little bit more on what we're doing with our policies and how it's been helping us. Just to recap for our new listeners, we're using a specially designed whole life insurance policy known as the bank on yourself concept to help clients solve some of their financial problems and seek financial opportunities. If you go back to episodes 1, 7, 24, and 64, you can learn more about bank on yourself and how it helps real estate investors business owners, and others from saving on taxes to retaining employees. You can also download our free ebook called Thinking Like a Bank at thinkinglikeabank.com. We have two aspects to a whole life insurance policy, the cash value part, and we also have the death benefit part. Of course, we are more concerned with the cash value part of growing your wealth and being able to access it while you're still living to be able to use it for investments or other saving opportunities, or to just have it saved in the policy and to grow. There really is no specific way you should use your policy. Rather, it is up to you, which is part of the bank on yourself concept. You are in control of your financial destiny. One option is to have the cash in the policy grow over time at a conservative rate. Many of our clients have that exact intention, and there is nothing wrong with that. Another option is we can deploy the capital in the policy towards different investments, like being a limited partner in a real estate syndication or fund actively managing a real estate portfolio, starting a business, or even funding your current business. Here's what I've done myself. I've saved up cash in three different life policies, and now I'm leveraging these policies for other investments. One of the policies I've leveraged is being used for small business bonds. This brings up the next question. What are small business bonds? Well, they're exactly what they sound like. They are one of many methods small business owners use to raise capital. Typically in the world of raising capital, there are generally two ways to do so. Borrow money or sell shares for your business. One is in the form of debt and the other is in the form of equity. It's very common for small businesses, even large Fortune 500 companies, to have a combination of debt and equity financing. When you invest in bonds, you are essentially loaning money to a business. So we are like the bank. Not an FDIC-insured bank, but rather like a bank in the sense of earning interest and helping businesses grow. In this case, I'm using a platform called SMBX, which stands for Small Business Exchange. SMBX helps small businesses raise capital by issuing bonds, i.e. borrowing money, and helps people earn passive income by buying these bonds and earning interest from the borrowers. Now, just so you know, I'm not an affiliate or partner with SMBX. I don't receive any commissions for sending you there. Also understand there is risk involved with lending to small businesses. These businesses can go insolvent and you may end up losing your principal investment. That being said, I've done my homework and I think this is a great way to use the cash in your life policy to fund these bonds. Then use the proceeds you get from the bonds, i.e. the passive income, to pay down your bank on yourself loan. The thing I really like is when you borrowed the money from your bank on yourself policy, your money keeps growing even with an outstanding loan. This is called non-direct recognition. So in this case, I can continue earning dividends and interest in my policy, and I can make a profit from the small business bonds. Let's look at some of the math. 
If I have $1,200 in my policy and I borrow $1,000 to invest in small businesses found on the smbx.com, paying 8% interest over 60 months, I would give back $20.27 per month for 60 months. So that's $20.27 per month for 60 months. Now let's compare this to the bank on yourself policy. If I borrow $1,000, then pay back $20.27 per month using the passive income from the bonds, then I would pay off this loan in 53 months under current interest rates. What about the additional seven months I'm getting back from SMBX? Well, that is the arbitrage or the profit. That's essentially what I've made from this deal. I borrowed a thousand and turned that into $1,216.58 over five years. Now, what do I do with that extra seven months? I can add this towards the paid up additions right on my policy, which, which essentially increases the cash value, or I can even use the extra seven months to fund another policy, which would free up more cash to use for more small business bonds or for other passive income investments. Also, my policy grew over that five-year period while the loan was, was being deployed. What I like about this type of bond is the interest and principal are both paid back monthly whereas traditional bonds pay out interest only semi-annually, so the income may be minimal. Again, you can do anything with your bank on yourself type whole life policy, and I recommend you do research and consult with your tax and legal professional before jumping into investments. Let's go back to SMBX. So if I keep re repeating the cycle, every time my policy reaches $1,000 in cash value, I invest in small business bonds. Just so you know, I don't need to pay back $1,000 towards my policy to be able to use $1,000 again. How is that? Well, my policy keeps growing even with that outstanding loan. So over time, I can keep reinvesting into small business bonds or anywhere for that matter and be able to speed up the process of reinvesting into other investments, amplifying my returns using bank on yourself for other investments. Now, do I think I'm going to get rich turning $1,000 into $20.27 per month over 60 months? Probably not. But I think this will make a significant impact in my portfolio if my money keeps growing and I'm able to find other ways of funding more bank on yourself type whole life policy. There is a compounding effect. Cash value in my policy can be used to fund these passive opportunities. Then I can use the passive income to fund more whole life policies and so on. Also, another way to look at it is these figures can be proportional. Let's say all else being equal, for every $1,000 I invest, I get $20.27 back for 60 months. Then what if I invest a million dollars? I get a thousand times that or $20,270 per month back for 60 months. Just something to think about. The growth in my policies is growing tax-free. The loans I use for the small business bonds are tax-free. The income I get is partially taxed. Why is it partially taxed? Well, with amortized loans, the principal and interest are paid back monthly, like in the case of SMBX bonds. So this means a portion of the money I'm earning every month is taxable, the interest part, not the principal. So this helps spread out the tax liability, which I'll have to pay when I get a 1099 int form like I would from a savings account or interest from a loan in which I am the lender. The money in my cash value life policy is structured to be completely tax-free in retirement under current tax law. This means even the withdrawals in the future, not just the loans, will be entirely tax-free and won't impact other things like Medicare premiums and taxes on Social Security income. In simple terms, tax-free wealth and passive investments help fuel tax-free wealth in the future because you are finding more money to add back into your policy, which results in more gains. It's compound interest on top of compound interest. Let's talk about risk. What can go wrong? For one, the small business I loan money to in the form of bonds can go out of business and I may be left with nothing. Let's just say this does happen. What happens to my bank on yourself loan? Well, I still have to pay that back on my own terms though, but I still have to pay that loan back because I want to save the policy. The upside is due to non-direct recognition, 
my policy keeps growing even with that outstanding loan. I'm planning on only investing a minimal amount in many businesses to diversify and reduce the risk, like insurance companies and banks do. In the worst case scenario, I'll still pay back the policy loan with other forms of income to rescue the policy. There is risk in all investments. Bank on yourself just helps hedge some of that risk so that you are not completely exposed. If you want to learn more about SMBX, you can go to thesmbx.com. The link is in the show notes below. Also, I interviewed Ben Stein, who is the head of sales and marketing at SMBX on episode 55 of this podcast. Check out that episode to learn more about them and how they are helping small businesses raise capital as well as investors earn passive income. This sounds really good for us, right? The ones using our bank on yourself type whole life policies to amplify tax favored wealth. Now, what's in it for the small business owners agreeing to these terms? Why would small business owners go to SMBX and borrow money? Why not just go to a bank? Or why not just sell shares in a business? Well, a few reasons. I'll start with banks. Banks, for the most part, don't give financing to small businesses unless they are established, have assets like real estate and equipment, and are cash flowing. SMBX may be more helpful to the small business owners in the sense of qualifying for a loan through the issuance of small business bonds. Now, this does not mean that SMBX does not have a well-thought-out underwriting process. They do. All the businesses who apply for funding must be current businesses, not startups, and must provide business tax returns as well as other documentation, like a bank would. They are just more lenient towards small business owners than banks are. This is one of the things I looked at as a passive investor. I want to make sure it is not easy for anyone to simply sign up with SMBX and then just start raising capital. Now, the next question, why not just sell shares, equity? in the business instead of borrowing money, paying interest, and guaranteeing the loan regardless of business performance. Well, when you sell shares of your business, you give up equity. Usually that means giving up control. If the company is projected to reach a billion dollar valuation or close to that, then it doesn't necessarily impact the business owners as much because they are projecting a large, massive windfall in addition to other sources of income like large salaries and bonuses. But when we're talking about small businesses, it means a lot to give up equity and control. It could make a lot more sense just to issue bonds and guarantee the payments over three to five years than to sell shares and have a babysitter investor tell them what to do. Again, everything in finance and banking is subjective. So don't take this as solid logic. Yes, small businesses can and do sell shares, and that is perfectly fine. There is just an alternative now to raising capital without selling shares and giving up control. What else can go wrong? Maybe a major market crash. Let's say there is, and let's say the business you've invested in through small business bonds has seen a decline in business, but they're still able to make the monthly bond payments. That's good. After all, the bond payments in this situation are not tied to the performance of the business. Whether the business goes up or down, the bond payments are fixed over the three to five year period as agreed upon. But what about the bank on yourself type whole life policy? Is that affected by market conditions? The answer is no, it is not affected by market conditions. I still get the guaranteed interest promised by the insurance company. Also, I'm betting I'm still going to get the dividends, even though dividends are not guaranteed, because the companies we work with have been paying out dividends for well over 100 years, even in market downturns like the Great Depression. So the point here is there is another layer of protection for your money. Again, this is really important when you invest in other businesses, especially privately held businesses. You want to consider the risk of the business and the overall market you are in, the external factors outside of the investment. Do you want to learn more about how you can start a bank on yourself type whole life policy and how you can find passive income opportunities? If so, go to thinkinglikeabank.com and schedule a time to talk. We can go through a free financial analysis 
and then show you how you can do this exact thing we are talking about in this episode. Thanks for listening. And remember to think like a bank. To learn more about what we do and how we can help you grow more wealth, please visit www.finassetprotection.com. That's F-I-N, assetprotection.com. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.